Hi, everyone. This is Too Young to Be Old podcast with me, your host, Diane Gilman. Each week, my guests and I will share insights, advice, and more than a few laughs to empower and inspire women over the age of 50 who really need to embrace the aging process. We want to encourage you to pursue your passions and dreams no matter what decade you're living. Too Young to Be Old podcast is intended to educate, empower, and foster connection with our community. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or care. So with that said, let's settle in, get comfortable, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Diane Gilman, better known as the Queen of Jeans on QVC HSN. And we have got good news for girls today. Girls over 50, that is, because we've got pro-aging expert and guru, Dara Goldberg. And I just want to mention your website, Dara, because it says everything. Loving midlife, visible, not invisible. Well, when I was still active on live teleretail, QVCHSN, I always used to say to my customers, coincidentally enough, Dara, we are the forgotten women. And in fashion, we truly are. And I developed a middle-aged gene that was based on my body measurements. And it went around the world because hormones are the same everywhere. But I will tell you what, we need champions for midlife like you, Dara. And I'm going to ask you, how did you get into this field? How did, how did you become? How did you get that motivation to defend your generation, your generational sisterhood? I love getting this question. I especially love the way you asked it. Um, oh, thank you. I, it, it started about, I guess, 13 years ago when I was 42 and I had a very successful career in management consulting, loved my colleagues, was a partner in the firm, you know, all that healthy lifestyle. And yet it felt like out of the blue, but it wasn't. I didn't love my job anymore. I didn't want to go to work. I wasn't motivated. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Right? What am I having what society calls a midlife crisis? I was 42. Yeah. And the thing is, and I'm not saying it was easy. It was really uncomfortable. It was, I call it kind of the emotions were awful, but behind them, they were, if you will, the data that was saying, Daryl, you're not having a midlife crisis. You're having a midlife growth spurt. And oh, what a good way to put it. Yeah. Why, right? Why does society have this, like, tell all women, especially men to some extent, that growth stops when we hit midlife? And, you know, there's, it, right? For me, it was very different. And I was actually an advocate of not living my life like other women who aged. Because born in 1945 to a mother who was 45, she almost died in childbirth, went into sepsis, had to have an emergency full hysterectomy. Imagine that in 1945. And she 
was a monster. She was crazy and screaming all the time and crying all the time and blamed, I think, blamed me, the birth of a child, for her losing her womanhood and consistently said to me, if you don't get married and have children by 30, your life is over with, you might as well die. <laughs> Verbatim. So I kept thinking as a young child, yeah, I don't like this. Do I have to do this? Do, do I have to live like that? Is that going to be me at 40, 45? And I vowed to myself that I was going to age differently, happier, calmer, more productive, no bitterness. And, um, you know, I, I felt for my mother. I really did. But as a young child, one, two, three, four, five, you know, six years old, I didn't get it at all. It was just something happened to my mommy and she was barely there as a parent anymore. So I'm going to ask you, because it's funny when people talk and it is such a social media world, whether you're on social media or not. So everyone is talking like, da 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 Martha Stewart. Well, Martha Stewart and I both got our hair done by the same guy. So a couple of weeks ago, Martha Stewart's in the salon waiting for me to finish. She's getting her hair done for the premier party of Sports Illustrated, of which she, at 81, is on the cover. So we now... For you and I, as pro-age advocates, I feel that a giant light is beginning to shine. You've got Martha Stewart at 81 on Sports Illustrated. You had Mae Musk at 76 in 2022. For the Oscars, amazing Hollywood, where your career is over with by 38 or 40. You had Michelle Yao winning Best Actress. But you also had Angela Bassett nominated, both 64. And then you had Jamie Lee Curtis at 65, winning Best Supporting Actress. Unreal. And this bypasses everybody except me. They're just talking about the movie Everywhere, Everything at Once. And I'm thinking to myself, that movie resonates to me. But what really resonates is women who are no longer in their sexual prime and perfect are getting recognized. Oh, and by the way, People Magazine, most beautiful people in the world. Uh, it's Helen Mirren this year at 77. Dara, give me your thoughts on this. I think it's monumental. I'm super, super excited about it. I actually just wrote an article about the Martha Stewart cover piece. And ah. I think it's, it's a couple of things. I think it's it's complicated because there are all these hot button issues, right, associated with, you know, beauty declines with age when clearly and, it doesn't. And sexuality. Right? And just to interrupt right. you for one minute, someone said to me, I said, what do you think is the difference between the May Musk cover, um, Elon's mother, and I think she was 75 when she shot it, and Martha Stewart. And someone said to me, sexiness, Martha Stewart was sexy. That means everything to me. I'm about to turn 78 and I'm not going to give it up until I have to give it up. So. No. Yeah, I think um, there's, it is 
complicated, it's progress, and the only troubling, or it's troubling because there's a level of um, divisiveness around, um, you can only, you know, are you, do you only get on the cover if you fit the stereotype of long, beautiful legs and the blonde I heard Photoshop about 10,000 times, like too much Photoshop. And for my website, women were commenting and saying, oh, well, that's okay for Martha Stewart. She could afford to have 8 million facelifts. And that she has not had 8 million facelifts, but give the woman a break already. She's 81 years old and she looked great. And what that means is to me, we're going to start a mini revolution of products that are just for us. I was just asked to represent a mascara that's for mature women only, but most especially mature women like me who have been through cancer and chemotherapy and helping us. Well, I mean, that was the answer to a a million prayers. I lost two-thirds of my eyelashes and eyebrows. They never grew back. I lost them all during chemo. So do you not think that there's going to be a sort of retail revolution? I know when I designed the middle-aged gene, DG2 gene, everybody told me I was crazy. Nobody wanted to back me with any money to make it, and yet it blew to $100 million a year at retail, year after year, because it was what you say, the invisible woman niche. You can't find clothing that fits. You can't find makeup that's right. But who do you complain to? There's nobody. So how do we make our voices heard, Dara? I think you're much more of an expert at that than I am. Well, thank you. I think you are. we are our voice. We are using our voices. We need to use our voices much more. But how and do we use them? How do we use them? We use them, quite frankly. I mean, if you're talking beauty industry, which is my focus, with yeah. our wallets, with our wallets, because we represent women forty-five, no, fifty and older, are coming on seventy percent of the consumer or customer Whoa. segment. And it's only going to get um, much larger. And yeah. we have the power, but we do have to choose to the, the speaking up isn't just what I'm trying to do, like be on these podcasts and have a collective. Right. It's be in your local beauty store or, you know, even I tell women to email brands where you see anti-aging this and ah, age-defying that. And, okay. And let the salespeople know you're looking for makeup that doesn't tell us not to age and that aging is our problem. You're looking right, for brands right. that, and I created this guide called the Endless Beauty Collective, which is my company, but uh-huh. the Pro-Age beauty brand guide. And what the guide is, is only brands that do no anti-aging youth obsessed messaging. They totally like their whole ethos is that beauty is endless. 
And their role isn't to keep us from aging because that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But to and the help results us. not good. Yeah. Well, and I I don't judge. I mean, it absolutely needs to be a no judgment zone. I you know we're all products of the same messages and society, and I think. You do me, you, I do me, she does her, like get treatments, don't get treatments. Just make sure it's a choice. It's your choice and not society's yes. choice. And, and the other thing I feel too is, um, you know, it's very interesting. Since I started doing the podcast and I backed away from live television to try and broaden my message, I've been approached by a company that does shampoo solely for mature women. And it's, I mean, the results are fantastic. Uh, now a completely organic skincare line for 50 plus women. And now this restorative mascara that's supposed to, and I'm about to get it in the mail. I'm so excited. That has a special wand for women who have lost most of their eyelashes from chemotherapy and how it helps fill in. But I do want to tell you a story. So, um, I'm part of a group on Net-A-Porte, which is an online fashion um, entrepreneurial situation. It's it's like the Bergdoffs of online. You can get everything from a $50,000 evening gown to a little bottle of Barbara Stern anti-aging serum. So one day I get invited to a 20-woman focus group for Barbara's, Dr. Barbara Stern anti-aging but also, it you kind of have the message muddied up by things like she also does teenage um, pimple cream. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, who is this for? I'm getting confused here. So I go to this. It's it's beautiful. It's out in the Hamptons. It's a big, long table. I'm at least 25 years older than anybody else at the table. I am the only one with naturally colored hair. And they're kind of treating me like a fragile little old lady, which sometimes can be convenient. So, okay. And finally, one woman, glamorous, probably around 40, kind of leans over the table and says, Diane, can I call you Diane? Why do you care anymore? Oh, my God. (laughs) I I was so sad. It was so, you know, it was, I will tell you what. If I put a thousand women in a room, Dara, and I said, who's looking forward to aging? Maybe one hand would go up. If I said, how many of you are terrified of aging? Every hand would go up. And I think that for those people like you as a pro-age advocate and myself and anybody else who's in our circle, it is our responsibility with the passion we have for aging beautifully, aging comfortably, aging productively, aging with a voice to be heard and to gather our sisterhood around us. And to to really find the pride. There's a, ah, there's a yes. fabulous campaign going on right now um, on social media. It's phenomenal. And it's, I want to give a shout out, but also it's relevant here. It's ageism is never in style, which is this woman, um, Jacinth Bassett of the bias cut boutique. She created this 
you know, campaign, and it's a partnership with Aging Better. And the whole hashtag, or the hashtag, but the whole goal of the campaign is to say, the hashtag is I look my age. So I post, you know, each of us posts, I'm Dara, I'm 57, I look my age. And the key word there is the MY in all caps, because uh-huh. it's my version of 57. Like, I'm my 57, you're your 78, she's her 57. It's not, there is no look, there is no real, R-E-A-L, 57. And society has been saying, you're only beautiful if you look this one way at 57 or whatever the age is. And this campaign is not, I don't, it's not even the word normalizing. It's giving credibility to the autonomy and choice we have around who we are, what we look like. You know, I have a friend who gets tons of filler and and stuff and is proud of it. And so she is her own 62. Like, that's 62, right? You know, I was terrified terrified this week. I had everybody on vacation. So the guy that does my eyelashes, the guy that does this, the guy that does my hair, the guy, the woman that shampoos my hair, because this is a big production number. So I get um, my substitute, who was actually fantastic hairdresser, and I had to voice and explain my look to him. And it was, I know I chose this white hair. I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to become a silver haired influencer, but that doesn't mean I want to be a grandma. Okay. So I want you to be, I want to be clear. I've chosen my message because my hair, my, obviously if you're on TV in front of a TV camera for 30 years, you're pretty aware of your looks. And, um, I said, I chose older glamour girl. So go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like this. That's your 78, right? That is and my you get to 70. Own it. Yes. And I enjoy it. And I explore it. And I improve it. And I shine it. And I posture it. And I position it. But you know what, ladies, It here is a basic key that Dara and I are both saying. You are in charge of your life and how you age. And so many of us, and I'm even going to include myself, I will get very frustrated with myself. I'll be angry at myself for aging. Angry that I drop things more often than I used to. Angry that I don't have eyelashes and eyebrows. And then you have to sort of reel yourself in and say, okay, uh, at least for me, wait a minute, Diane. You're bordering on 80 years old. Come on, be real. You're doing pretty good. So, So you have to be your own cheerleader too. You have to make it, you have to make you your favorite DIY project. That's what I say, past the age of 50. And and I I completely agree. And we need to support each other and lift each other oh, up. Oh, yes. But I will say, you know, I think you're making uh, or adding a great point here, which is it's not either or. It's and both. 
aging is not all fun and games. There's mm -hmm. really cr crappy parts to it. But society only tied a ribbon around the stuff we don't isn't fun well, and look at left TV. out all the greatness. Yeah, right? look at cable. It's ev the, every single image of someone that looks like me or you is a sick person. And it's all about drug commercials. You can get better this way. You can do this. Well, I do have to thank cable TV because that's how I truly found out about gel shots for my knee, my arthritic knee. And yeah, it did work and really improved my life. But if I was a young person, if I was a child and cable TV was still on in my house, I would think aging sucked. Pardon me. I would think aging was decline. I would think aging was depressing. I would think aging was isolating. And I would think aging was all about getting one disease and condition heaped on top of another until you were finally crushed. And it simply is not true. And so, you know, for me, everybody said, oh my God, you're so crazy. You're number one on teleretail. How could you leave? You know, I felt I had a responsibility. I had built a 650,000 woman fan base in my years on teleretail. And I felt I owed it to them to increase that sisterhood and be the cheerleader with giant pom-poms for growing older. Yeah, there's some pain. Yeah, there's some things about it you don't like. But you know what? If you're like me, I'm grateful for every extra minute I have. I love life. And I see miracles happen every day. I think this is honestly the most magical time of life. I do. But, you know, I've opened myself up and, and sort of live in a zone of gratitude. You know, I did want to ask you another question, and I wondered whether you remembered this. A few years ago, Mae Musk, who was then about 72, got booked for a CoverGirl commercial. And she comes on. Now, when I think of CoverGirl, I think of really radical, harsh makeup for 15-year-olds, right? It's a really young brand. And I guess they decided to try and hook some of us girls into it. So they have Mae Musk, and she's in some harsh outfit that I would never wear because she and I are almost the same age. And then she's like, well, make some statement like, well, I'm going out for the night and, you know, I'm no different. And I thought, I don't believe you. And that is way too big of a jump to go from 17 to 77 with the same makeup and the same. And I felt it was a real shortcut from CoverGirl. I feel the way social media and the world sees it with Sports Illustrated. Yes, at 80. 81. Martha is on the cover, but then there's someone in their 70s as you pull out the fold out, someone in their 60s, someone in their 50s, someone 40s, 30s, and 20s. And at least you have context. And I think context gives you dignity and gives you a foundation to keep building on. What do you think about that? I think that what it's there's two sides to it there's the media is seeing us as a market they need to capture yes. and they Follow are the money. 
they're figuring out how to start to jump on board, right, and and capitalize on it. At the same time, we have to jump in and make sure that we're being really shrewd about whether or not, you know, we we're willing to let them it's good that they're doing it, but it needs to be authentic. And we uh-huh. get to decide uh, yes, yes. the authenticity with our dollars. Yes. I didn't and, think that was authentic. And then I, so I didn't buy the story that you could use the same product as a 15 year old and it was going to be perfect. That's what I got out of it was I, I'm not buying this. I'm not accepting this. And that was I not what they wanted. And to show that we are wise consumers and that we will see through it, it's I don't I don't want to totally criticize them for seeing opportunity because with that, with there's kernels there for us to build on. Oh and yeah. For us to say thanks for starting to play. You need to play genuinely you need to change your language you can't just plop you know may musk or whomever because she's of a certain age it needs to be we and i'll give you an example of the body shop they um came out with a collection called um either pearls of youth or drops of youth i'm not going to remember uh-huh. and got and you know great way got total pushback from older women, you know, and, and hopefully a ton of younger women too. Like, what are you doing perpetuating this whole stay young or die? And to their credit, they changed the name of the collection. And I actually wrote to them and (laughs) said, you know, you're turning the corner here. Like you're showcasing what a brand what power brands can have. And I want to also just say there are so many brands out there that are pro-age. And, you know, to what you said about certain brands focusing specifically or exclusively on our age cohort, even ones that focus on all ages, they are stopping with, I mean, not enough of them, but some are saying no to the anti-aging thing. And what I what I loved when I just got asked to represent this mascara was it was not only for aging women, it was for aging women who had been through cancer. Exactly. Within our lifetime, you and I, and I went through cancer, but we will know 50% of the people we know and meet and love will have gone through that disease to create products. So you have no idea what it means to yeah. me to represent this. It's so touching. It's mm-hmm. from such a difficult part of my life, but I came through it so differently. And, you know, I always say to myself when I wake up in the morning, oh, come on, Diane, give yourself a break. I don't care about being young again. I'm proud of what I've accomplished, but I do want to be the best I can be mm-hmm. in the moment. That to mm-hmm. me is the most important. And the one thing I think that you and I are responsible for, Dara, is take away the fear. So if you have one last thing, one last glob 
of wisdom you can share with us because podcast is we're already running a little over because you and I have so much in common and to talk about one last phrase you can give us where we can live by it think about it kind of elevate our reality what would it be when it comes to pro-ageism I think I want every woman younger and older all ages to to know all of the beauty that comes with getting older and when i say yes. beauty i don't mean just yes. physical although i yeah. do mean outer beauty but the um, preciousness of life the the freedom the sense of permission to go by our rules like yeah individual rules not standards set by society that you know one woman said it she loves sitting in the seat of her wisdom i think oh that, that is fabulous i'm writing that down <laughs> and i think <laughs> that's you know this is a legacy thing for me i oh me I too. too that's amazing yeah. yeah i think we all you know we owe it to ourselves to each other and to future generations of women and it's totally. possible oh it's totally possible because you are in charge of yourselves believe it or not ladies you truly are it's just mm -hmm. a matter of shifting your point of view a little and you become proactive in your life and and can make some really fabulous choices so dara ever and onward my sister thank you so so much thank Excellent. you Diane. thank you okay ladies that was half an hour of really good news signing over and out and just know aging can actually be a blessing and a, an incredible gift bye thank you so much for listening to too young to be old podcast the episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young, be old.